Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi, and this is your resource for everything OMAD, intermittent fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast, and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much from my own OMAD and intermittent fasting journey, and I wanted to share with as many people as I could, so I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey, and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD and fasting, and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the OMAD Mama podcast. This is episode 24 common mistakes people make when intermittent fasting or doing OMAD. I get a lot of questions regarding some of these topics and they're not necessarily phrased or framed as uh, I'm making a mistake, am I I doing this right, Um, am I sabotaging my intermittent fasting regimen, but they're common questions that I get and so I thought that I would just compile all of these and put them under uh, a specific category of just common mistakes people make when they start their intermittent fasting or even when they've been on the journey for some time. So let's get into that. There are some key mistakes that people are making and that I've made myself uh, that are sabotaging your intermittent fasting or your OMAD journey. Um, many of these mistakes I've made myself until I realized that <laughs> why I may have stalled in my weight loss or why all of a sudden I wasn't feeling that great or I was lethargic or why just uh, some at, at some point just wanted to not go on with my intermittent fasting journey. Um, And so it's important to talk about these because there are many people out there who have started this journey and are struggling. And I just want to tell you, you don't have to struggle. There are key things you can do to help you um, stay on course and to keep you from sabotaging Um, what could otherwise be a really great, fruitful, and rewarding journey in intermittent fasting. So the first one is overeating when you break your fast. Now, I talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago, so go back and listen to that one. Um, uh, It's an episode I did on overeating, and I talk a bit more in depth about overeating during your eating window and sometimes outside your eating window (laughs) in that particular episode. But this is a really common mistake, Um, especially if you're new to fasting 
or honestly, even if you've been fasting for some time, and I and I do talk about this, you know, even I overeat sometimes in my eating window, um, but it's something that I, I have to um, remind myself, some, not all the time, but something that I have to keep in mind that, hey, Marty, stop eating. <laughs> You're not hungry anymore. This is really good, but you don't need to keep on eating this, right? Um, and so basically the best thing you can do is plan, plan, plan. Now, I know it doesn't sound very exciting. There's no magic pill um, that you can take to keep you from overeating, but you really just have to plan your meal. Um, This might not actually be um, actually meal planning all of your meals. I understand that you may not have time to do that. However, having some idea of what you're going to eat will really help you focus and hone in um, on that meal. Now, to be honest, I don't always know what I'm going to eat. Or sometimes I'll plan something and I'll have it planned in my head. And I decide, you know, when it, when I, when I want some, I decide that I want, I might want something else when it's time for me to eat. Um, but either way, I know that I have a limited time to eat my meal. In which case, I'll decide on what I'm going to have. I'll have that meal and and then I'll stop. Now, my weakness is not necessarily the meal. Um, my weakness is dessert. <laughs> and if you've been listening and following me, you know that I love dessert, okay? I always have dessert after my meal. And that could be a piece of chocolate, um, maybe some cookies, uh, ice cream, sometimes yogurt with granola. I might have that. Um, but my control in keeping from overeating comes when I have to say, okay, Marty, that's enough cookies or that's enough chocolate. <laughs> because again, you can overeat um, food, but you can also overeat dessert, right? And fasting for a period of time does not give you the license to go in like a mad woman or man <laughs> on desserts and food. Um, so you've got to be able to stop and be honest with yourself and realize that you've actually had enough. Now, I know it's easier said than done. Believe me, I know that. Um, but one of the things that you will come to realize is that if you're really honest with yourself, you know you're overeating. Whether that be food or sweets or snacks, you know you're overeating, especially if you feel like you can't move after you eat or you feel heavy or sluggish. Um, You know you might have overdone it. Um, So you've got to listen to that signal that tells you it's time to stop eating. Um, fasting definitely helps with that. It helps with appetite correction. And I also talk about appetite correction in several episodes, um, earlier on in the podcast. Uh, so you can go back and find that and listen to that. But fasting does help with that. Um, however, if once you've broken your fast and you eat no holds bar, then at some point you may continue to block that signal telling you that you've had enough to eat. And so at this point, 
um, continuing to overeat fast, overeat fast, overeat fast, uh, that's a cycle that's not very healthy and may point to some other signs, maybe of some type of eating disorder or um, something that's just not uh, aligning with uh, the whole point of intermittent fasting. And so you may need to reevaluate if intermittent fasting is for you. Number two, obsessing over your fast. Um, Things like obsessing over times, your eating window, Um, In other words, letting fasting rule your life. Your fasting window and your eating windows are just moments in time. They're just particular moments in your day. They should not, your world should not revolve around your fasting window or your eating window. There's so much more going on in your world and in your life. Don't let that moment in time dictate what else happens, right? So yes, it is beneficial to stick to the same eating window as often as possible. But if you happen to break your fast early or you miss a fasting day, it's not the end of the world. I always tell people that intermittent fasting, the intermittent fasting lifestyle should adjust to your schedule. Um, It's not meant to be oppressive or stressful. It shouldn't rule your life. The whole idea is to give you more freedom over food, uh, to put you in the control seat, right? Um, I know for me, for so long, food was controlling my every moment. And I talk about this um, in previous podcasts as well. I talk about how I would just always walk around with snacks in my bag. I was a walking supermarket, you know, and I had everything from (laughs) foods to snacks to candy to fruits to drinks. You know, I had everything in there because I was always worried about what I was going to eat, when I was going to eat, when I was going to have my snack, what time I was going to have my snack, what snack I was going to have. Um, You know, can I have this piece of cake? Can I have this? Can I have that? My goodness, it was exhausting. Um, But with intermittent fasting, with OMAD particularly, I have the freedom to eat and move on. I don't have to think about it. I have my food. I enjoy it and I move on to the next thing. If you are just getting into your groove of fasting... Um, Or if you're just right on the cusp of really getting into it and really finding your niche there, it's normal to time your fast. It's normal to focus on your meals um, or even be a little strict down to the minute. And that's okay. What's not okay is being so obsessive about your fasting time or your eating window that you cancel a lunch because it's not your time to eat. Um, so you miss out on time with a friend. Or you go to a new place and you can't really fully experience it because you're fasting. You have to give yourself a break and enjoy the moment. 
be present in the moment that you're in. Obsessing over your fasting time can make you really go crazy and can make people around you go crazy. Um, and make the, and they might think that you're crazy, right? Um, that's why flexibility is one of the things I really like about intermittent fasting. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have to switch up your schedule every moment, you know, somebody just jumps up and says, hey, let's go eat and you're, hey, you're right there, um, you know, or you're switching up your fasting schedule every day. Um, but every now and then, it's actually good to switch it up. It's actually good to keep your body guessing almost. It keeps your body on its toes. And sometimes this is good because we are creatures of habit, right? Our body gets used to doing something the same way over and over and over again. So changing it up a little bit can be the antidote to losing those last few pounds or to seeing the scale move a little bit more. Um, so I would suggest don't stress over the fasting eating window. Try to make it as natural as possible. You know, this should become part of your life. It should become like breathing. And when you need to switch it up, just go ahead and do that. Um, but do it without the fear of guilt. You deserve and you have every right to change your fasting time or to, you know, have a shorter fasting time or have a shorter eating window you know you have the flexibility to do that I always say there's no fasting police that's going to come after you right you didn't put down a deposit uh, a fasting deposit and now you're going to lose your deposit because you ended your fast early um <laughs> it's there's nothing like that um you have the flexibility to uh, manage your fasting time, to manage your eating window, and you don't need to be obsessive about it. You want to be disciplined about it. You don't have to be obsessive about it. And that's really going to be the difference between you doing really well on your fast and making it a lifestyle as opposed to rushing through it, switching it every minute you can, stressing over, you know, your fasting time, when you're going to fast, when you're going to eat, um, not being able to live your life because your life is revolved around intermittent fasting. Uh, let it become incorporated into your life. Don't let it overtake your life. Number three, poor management of other areas of your health. This is so important. A good friend of mine on Instagram reminded me of this a few weeks ago. She was actually a guest on the podcast last season, Intermittent Fasting Mommy. By the way, if you're not following her, you're really missing out on some great motivational posts and sound intermittent fasting advice. You can find her at intermittent underscore fasting underscore mommy. <laughs> but she posted a few weeks ago about being mindful about your mental health. And I thought, wow, this is so true. We're always so busy focusing on losing weight, fasting times, eating windows, how many pounds came off this week? You know, did we go up? Did we go down? 
we often forget all of the other really important parts of our lives that play a major role in actual weight loss as well. Things like mental health, making sure you're taking care of your mental well-being, not just your physical body, but your thoughts, your mind, your emotions. Events that take over our lives in the day have an impact on what we eat, when we eat, how we feel, our attitudes, our behaviors, how we approach the concept of fasting and our mindset on that, especially especially if, if you're a parent, okay? Or maybe you're a student, or maybe you're both, um, or maybe you're working in and out of the home um, or involved in so many different activities impacting everyone else's life. Do you take a moment to check in with yourself? Are you okay? Or are you just hanging on there by a thread? And you add on intermittent fasting, which by the way, on its own can increase stress levels, right? Just because you're not eating for an extended amount of time, this can actually raise stress levels until your body gets acclimated to this pattern of eating. So while you've got all of that going on, it's important to check in with yourself. Take a moment to find out if you are in the right mind frame. Do you need a moment to pull it together? Maybe you need a break from fasting just to get everything else, just to get everything else to a place where you can go ahead and start again. Maybe you need a moment to step back from intermittent fasting, regroup, and then get back into it. There's no shame in taking a break. Sometimes that is exactly what you need to get back to it with clearer vision and a greater purpose. So taking care of you mentally is really important. And and that could be the difference between excelling and doing really great in your fasting journey or bombing miserably. And it has nothing to do with your willpower, but it has everything to do with your mental health and your capacity to just take this on right now. The other thing we never really talk about is sleep. I know I definitely don't get enough sleep. And guys, sleep is really important. This has been studied ad nauseum. But a recent study, and I'll put this in the show notes for anyone interested in reading the actual study. A recent study found that poor sleep hinders weight loss. The study from the International Journal of Obesity found a significant link between insufficient sleep and weight loss. So those who did not sleep well lost less weight compared to those who did not have any problems with sleep. This is fascinating. Of course, there are so many other benefits to getting a good night of sleep, like stress reduction, improvement in memory, uh, lowers blood pressure, strengthens your immune system to fight infections, um, keeps your heart healthy, and just puts you in an overall better mood. And in addition to all those awesome benefits of good sleep, it can also help you lose weight. <laughs> so if you're not getting enough sleep, 
this can hinder your progress even even if you're not even if you're intermittent fasting um you want to make sure you're getting as much sleep as possible don't try to be a hero okay like oh i can do fine with just 4 hours of sleep or i don't need sleep that much <laughs> that's nonsense your body needs rest just like your gut needs rest which is why we intermittent fast and which is why it's so great to be able to take that moment to rest, to rest your gut. Um, that's a tool that you can use. Sleep is also a tool that you can use to give your body the rest it needs to function optimally and also help you lose weight. Managing your stress level is also really important. Stress causes an increase in higher cortisol levels, which um, can lead to increased belly fat, right? Learning to reduce stress through any kind of activity, whether that be exercise, any type of movement. For me, that's folding the laundry. Going up and down the stairs with laundry uh, is my stress reliever, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but stress can also cause an increase in insulin, which, as we know, prevents your body from burning fat, um, which is, you know, what you want if you want to lose weight. You want to burn that fat. That's why you fast. Um, but let's think about this for a moment. I'm stressed out. My body increases its cortisol levels, but it also triggers an insulin release, which is just like a release that would be triggered if I ate something. So if I broke my fast. Um, but at this point, your body doesn't know whether you ate something or you're stressed out. It just reads it all the same way. And so managing your stress level is super important because if you're trying to intermittent fast and you're stressed out, it's almost like you ate something, you know, you broke your fast and you're not doing your body any good by, you know, being super fat, super stressed while fasting. Uh, so you want to manage your stress level in a way that promotes uh, good intermittent fasting uh, results. A fourth common mistake that people make when intermittent fasting is taking in calories even with, without, without even realizing. Um, and that means that you have some calories in your drinks. Fasting means taking in zero calories. That means no bone broth, no milk, no sweetener, nothing. And I've talked about this so many times. And there's so many different ideas and thoughts on what breaks the fast, what doesn't. Can you have a splash of milk? Can you have some bone broth? I just did an episode last week on can this break my fast, um, where I talk about different things that um, people may think uh, are breaking the fast and are not or things that people are using during their fast that may not be beneficial to the ultimate outcome. 
You have to do what is best for you. Essentially, my bottom line will always be no sugar, no sweeteners, no cream, no milk, nothing in your coffee or tea. You have that black until you break your fast and you open your eating window. Some people, as I mentioned last week, may do a splash of milk, um, may do what is, uh, and I'm saying in air quotes, uh, may use a crutch, a calorie crutch, to get them over the hump of a long fast. Uh, and that might be, you know, an 18-hour fast, a 23-hour fast, however long that might be. It might be a whole day fast. Uh, and some people may want to use a crutch where they're putting a dash of milk or a splash of sweetener in their coffee. That, as I said last week, is definitely going to break your fast. To what degree, to what extent will you reach autophagy or will you have to start all over again? You know, all of that is dependent on what you take within your fasting window. If you're taking a sweetener and you're taking in milk, you're definitely breaking that fast. Now, if you, you know, once you finish having that coffee or that tea um, and you essentially begin the fasting period over again and you go for an extended amount of time, you may get to autophagy uh, or an increased um, uh, level of autophagy where your cells are eating broken cells, um, the cells that are deformed, that are no longer of use to your body, uh, where you are rejuvenating and regenerating new cells. Um, so you may reach that level uh, where you're burning more fat. Uh, but, you know, if you are taking in a splash of milk or sweetener, uh, whether that be a zero calorie sweetener or not, um, you know, that is definitely going to break the fast. I don't want to belabor this point because I did a whole episode about it last week. Um, but this is definitely a common mistake people are making when they're intermittent fasting. I call it a mistake, this particular one. Uh, other people may not see that as a mistake. They might see it as being able to do something to help them get through uh, a, a fast as they start on their journey. And that's fine. Um, but just keep in mind what's happening in the body when you do introduce, um, you know, creamer, milk, or sweeteners into your fasting time. The fifth most common mistake people are making when intermittent fasting is not drinking enough water. You guys, and I talk about this a lot on my page as well. Before you grab that coffee or that tea in the morning, grab some water. Make sure you you take in a good 8-ounce glass of water before you even head to the uh, coffee. Um, you really want to wash out your system. You want to cleanse and, and um, hydrate your body, especially after you've woken up from sleep. Uh, after, you know, whatever, however many hours of sleep you're getting, you want to really rehydrate your body and having some water prior to coffee or tea will really help to do that. Um, so if you're feeling lightheaded or sluggish, 
um, or maybe you're feeling like you've got a headache, um, you might just need some water, you know? Yeah, you might need some electrolytes, you might need some some salts, um, but I would go straight to the water and really hydrate my body um, if I'm feeling lightheaded or sluggish or anything like that. Water is super essential um, and it keeps your body functioning at its best. Um, you know, the other benefits of water, of course, you know, maintaining your blood volume, regulating your blood, your body temperature, um, and carrying nutrients and waste products throughout your body. Um, so you really want to make sure you're hydrated, especially, especially guys, if you are intermittent fasting, if you are fasting, if you're in a fasted state, make sure you're drinking enough water. I cannot stress that enough. Um, dry fasts are not something that I would recommend. Uh, I think if you're going to fast, make sure you've got your water, make sure you've got your electrolytes, your salts, um, your supplements like your magnesium, um, your coffee, your tea, your sparkling water. But really, your saving grace is going to be water. Filling up on water, making sure you you stay hydrated um, will always really help in the intermittent fasting uh, journey. Finally, the sixth common mistake that I see people make when they're intermittent fasting is giving up way too soon. You can't tell me that you have started intermittent fasting over the last week or the last two weeks and the first week you lost five pounds, the second week you lost zero pounds and you're done. You're putting your hands up, I'm done, this is not working, I'm moving on to something else. You really have to give it time. This is something else I've talked about. Um, intermittent fasting is not a quick fix. It's not a quick fix. <laughs> it's uh, not a magic pill. Um, again, you didn't gain the weight in, you know, one week or two weeks. So it's going to take some time for you to lose it. Um, it may not take forever, but it's going to take more than a week or two. And so you have to mentally prepare for that. And you have to just go through the process. Um what I love about this journey is everything I've learned while going through it. Everybody's journey is going to be different. My story is going to be different from your story. And your story is going to be different from another. The best that we can do is learn from each other. Is um, grab tools and tips and ideas from each other that may or may not work for us. Um, and so play around with that a little bit. Find your resources, find some tips and ideas, ask questions, but don't give up so soon. Um, you know, just because you didn't lose any weight this last week, yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know you're out there listening and I get so many questions about this. I've been intermittent fasting for the last month or I started OMAD two weeks ago and now I'm not losing any weight. I'm not seeing any movement on the scale. That's totally normal. 
that's going to happen. Um, Just because one person is losing weight every week, it doesn't mean that you will. And remember, um, a lot of the weight is going to be water weight, okay? Because when we eat, we retain water. Some of that water gets lost when we fast, but we also lose fat. We also burn fat when we when we fast. And so you've got to keep all of that in mind when you're intermittent fasting. You're not just going to drop weight, you know, immediately just because you fasted for 24 hours or you fasted for 16 hours. You will lose some weight. You will lose some water weight. You're going to lose some fat. Um... But that's going to go up and down a little bit. It might fluctuate every now and then because one, you're eating, uh, and two, your body is adjusting to what's going on. And so you've got to give your body some time to really get acclimated to fasting, to your eating uh, window, um, to what it is you're eating. Maybe you are now switching up your diet a little bit, changing that up a bit. And so there are a lot of changes going on. Uh, in your body, and you're going to have to give it some time to get acquainted with all of those changes. And once you do that, you will begin to see the weight come off. But it's going to take a little time. And I need everybody to just be patient. Don't give up so soon. Don't say it doesn't work for me. I'm moving on to something else. Accept the process. Understand that it is a process and that you're going to have to go through it, and you can learn from it, or you can be really grumpy and grouchy about it. Um, But I chose the former. I chose to learn from it. I chose to get as much information as I could about it. And now I'm able to share that information with you all. And so I hope this is helpful. I hope that you guys can take some of these ideas, some of these, these thoughts, and apply them to your life. Begin to think about where uh, you might be, you know, thinking of giving up too soon or where you might be taking in calories that are hidden. Uh, begin to think about where you are with your stress level. You know, are you managing your stress appropriately? Um, are you managing your mental health really well? Um, are you thinking about other areas in your life that you may need to really focus on uh, while you're intermittent fasting or whether you might need to put intermittent fasting on the side burner for a minute to take care of some other parts in other areas of your life. Um, Are you obsessing over your fast time? Um, And maybe you're overeating when you break your fast. So think back to some of these ideas and things that we talked about today in the next week as you go through your week. Um, just tap in and and get in tune with what's happening with your body, what's happening on your fast, and hopefully this will be of use to you. All right, guys. Well, we've come to the end of another Omad Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends. Please also subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. It really helps others find the podcast. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, 
please contact your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find loads of information on intermittent fasting, OMAD, tips and tricks on how to begin your fasting journey. You'll also find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about my journey as well as the latest intermittent fasting news. You can also always find me on Instagram at omad underscore mama underscore love, or you can send me an email at marty, M-A-R-T-I-E, at omadmama.com. I'd really love to hear from you.